Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Welcome to The Jennifer LeClaire Show. I'm interviewing some awesome guests and sharing personal insights along the way to stir your faith. Hope you enjoy it. Hello, everybody out there in social media land. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader at the Awakening House of Prayer, the epicenter for Holy Spirit life in South Florida. We are going to be talking today about reactivating your dream life. So we all have the capacity to dream, but some people's dream life has gone dormant. Maybe you've never really dreamed godly dreams at all. Maybe you're just having nightmares. There's a lot going on in the realm of dreams. I want you to make sure that all of your friends get in on this because tonight we're going to believe that your dream life will be reactivated immediately. Immediately. So get on board with this and we'll dive in in just a minute. I want to introduce Apostle Jonathan Stidham to the broadcast. Say hello. Hello, welcome. Um, I thought Kentucky was the epicenter of Holy Ghost activity, but apparently <laughs> <laughs> it's Florida. It's, oh. it's Awakening House of Prayer, not just Florida. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We have a good time in our churches, uh, both Apostle Jonathan and myself. We like to be led by the Spirit. Uh, yeah. We believe that it's His church, it's Jesus Christ's church, and the Holy Spirit gets to do what He wants to do. So we have a lot of fun. And you know what? It's the Holy Spirit who activates our dreams. He is yeah. that prophetic spirit who moves in that realm with us, and God gives us dreams. So uh, I just want to just make a couple of introductory comments here as people begin to join, and then we'll dive in. We'll do some Q&A. We'll do some praying. But I wrote this book here called Decoding Your Dreams. Mm-hmm. And um, James Gall wrote the foreword to this. And I teach a lot about dreams in the book. We have to understand that we all have the capacity to dream, but not all dreams come from God. So it's really, really important, just as you would judge a prophetic word, that you judge the source of your dreams. Your dreams can come from NyQuil, pizza, uh, stress. 
your dreams can come from the devil, nightmares, night terrors, night paralysis, or your dreams can come from God. Some people teach that every dream comes from God. I, I just don't believe that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Other people don't think any dreams come from God. That's equally as ridiculous. I want you to know that God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh in these end times. And many people who have never dreamed before are going to begin to dream dreams and have visions. This is why we are co-authoring this book called The Seer Realms, which is going to be out later this year. And we're going to do a conference around that. But Apostle Jonathan, tell us about your, are you a big dreamer? I know you dream, but how would you classify your dream life compared to your visions? Um, actually, my dream life is growing, and that's because I'm paying more attention to it. Yes. So I'm being more intentional to, like, before I would preach, typically I'd spend hours. I spend hours in prayer anyway, but typically before I would preach, I would labor in prayer, whereas now the Lord is having me slumber more. Um, and it's because he's teaching me how to dialogue while my body's in rest. Um, and so I, I, I do love how you open that because, you know, in Joel chapter two, the Bible says, and your young man will uh, see visions, your old man will dream dreams. Well, a lot of people that have interpreted that as young and old numerically as an age. Right. But that I believe the actual interpretation is young and old, young being you're regenerated, you've been risen to life, you're a new man, right? You're awakened man and old being your man that is asleep, your soul man, mm. right? So you're, uh, you're, while you're awake and you will see visions and while you're asleep, you will dream dreams. Um, and so I believe that this is part of the spiritual dynamic of what Holy Spirit's doing. And you are right. That and part of the reason I would interpret that old man that way, also Apostle Jennifer, is that while because unsafe people can have dreams from God, and it happened over and over and over in the Bible, where the you, they are That's dead right. in Christ, but God is speaking to them. So you don't have to be saved for God to visit you in dreams. Now for visions, if you are seeing, you better be seeing through Christ, or you're seeing through a familiar spirit, because yeah. that's for the awakened. Right. That's right. But for the old man, you can dream dreams and you don't have to be saved because it's still your old man. It operates within the confounds of mind, will, emotion. So, amen. That's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We see in the Bible, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. turned to men of God. Uh, the Pharaoh had dreams. And so, you know, I believe that many uh, people come to know the Lord through Jesus, particularly Muslims. We've seen how many people mm -hmm. now, how many stories, accounts of Muslims having dreams of Jesus Christ. And so in these last days, I firmly believe, and I've seen by experience that more and more people are starting to get dreams. Mm -hmm. and, and, and partly it's probably because we're paying more attention to them. Yeah. Um, you know, we there's been more emphasis in recent years on dreams, not just seers, but dreamers. And you don't have to be a seer to have a dream. Any believer or unbeliever can have a dream. So why is God emphasizing dreams so much in this point in history? One of the reasons why I think is because when you have a dream, 
to me, sometimes I'm more convinced by a dream than almost anything else. You know, there's so many voices out in the spirit. And although I know the voice of the Lord, there are some times where my soul can get wrapped up in something uh, to where I, I almost just want to take an extra caution. And the Lord will speak to me through dreams in undeniable ways. I mean, there's stuff I dream in my dreams that I just can't make up. There's no way that I fabricated that. There's no way that I missed God. It is so crystal clear in the dream realm, even though there's symbols, even though there's parables, I'm still able to decipher sometimes and get confirmation through my dream life, you know, because the enemy can't, the enemy can give you dreams, but the enemy is not as, I think for many people as prone to be able to trick you in a dream as he is through that voice or the vain imagination that we hear Mm -hmm. in our minds. So. Yeah. And I believe one of the clear indications to separate a godly dream versus a demonic dream uh, it's really easy to find the source when you see where it led you. So, you know, I, there, you know, Jezebel visits people in dreams and it's usually to entice them in perversion. So you'll have a perverted dream, right? Yep, yep, so yep. Uh, especially I've talked to many of married men and, and how they started struggling with lust was actually from a dream. Yep. 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 And they didn't realize that Jezebel crept into their life in the way of perversion by them having a dream about other women that were not their wives, right? And and it wasn't because they necessarily wanted to. That was just the enticement, and it was through a dream. So you can tell by the source, by where where is it leading you? Is it is this leading you in a place of sin? Is it the result fear? Because God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. And even though some of our dreams can incite a fear of the Lord, it will not be a an ungodly fear that brings us in and how, you know, it's ungodly is it brings anxiety, brings depression, brings, you know, so those are ungodly manifestations of fear. And so those are clear indications and you can look as to where it leads. Now, when God, there's, there's been, I I called uh, apostle Jennifer today with the dream I had where there was a godly fear. And I said, man, I have this dream. We need to, I need help interpreting. What is the Lord saying? How is he moving? What does it look like? And I knew it was a warning from the Lord. I knew it was a heating. I knew there was a revealing in this as to what was going on because in the dream, it, just the way it personified, the way it led, the way it ended, it didn't involve being enticed into sinful things or an ungodly fear. Yeah, that's really good. That's really good. We know that God is not the author of confusion, but the author of peace. We know that God doesn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So one of the ways I've been explaining this lately is that when you know the ways of God and the character of God, you're less likely to be drawn astray by something that doesn't match up with who he is. The problem that I find is if you're going to be a dream interpreter, you need to be a student of the word because so much of what God will even speak to you through your dreams will be found in scripture, symbols, numbers, all these uh, allegories and parables. There, there are parallels and they're hidden in the word. You know, the Bible says it's the glory of, of God to conceal a matter, but the honor of kings to search it out. And so God wants us to search. He wants us to, to press. And, you know, if we know his ways though, 
you know, I came into a situation recently where a young man came to me and said, the Lord said such and such to me. And I said, son, that is not the way of God. So I know that wasn't him because that's not how he operates. You know, if if somebody told me, well, Apostle Jonathan Stidham did this crazy thing, I'd say, no, 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 that's not his way. I I know that that's not how he moves. That's not how he operates. And so when you know somebody really well, you'll know when it's their voice speaking to you. And it's the same concept in the dream world. When you know God, you'll know if it was him you won't have to worry or wonder where did this come from you're just going to know knowing god and making him known are two of the most vital uh truths that we could grab hold of and walk in there was i needed to do a preface for a moment when i first got on this broadcast i saw this broadcast hit 220 people watching and i sensed two things number one there is a releasing that's going to take place when that happens and also there is somebody who lives at the address of 220 mm. that god wants to release a word over so anyhow uh, sorry back to out of the serum for a moment back into dreams um but you're exactly <laughs> right and that is why you know there are studies that prove that 70 percent of christians don't read the bible and so knowing, I love that because I'm big on the knowing of God, the, the studying to show ourselves approved, to learning yep. God, learning his nature, learning his character, learning his nature. Character is his composition. Nature is the way he personifies his character. So knowing both of those, how God responds to things, how it looks, where it's going. Yeah, so I believe that is another critical element to the dream life is that we understand God's character. We understand God's nature. And I would say the next one is proper interpretation. Now, um, there are a lot, a lot of dream interpretation books hitting the market. Yeah. And I love it and don't like it at the same time. I love it and I don't like it at the same time because I don't believe that just because somebody says blue here means blue here in your dream. Because everything is so personalized in a dream. Mm -hmm. It's so personalized in a dream. Um, It's so, it's so, uh, uh, it's so um, uh, nation connected. Oh, I love that word better. It's so nation connected, meaning that I'm connected to Apostle Jennifer. So when I have a dream, Oftentimes, the way God moves in interpretation is by lineage or nation connection, people who you're connected to. So you'll speak or interpret the same way because the way God personifies himself. So it was their sound that connected you. So when God speaks, it'll typically be in the same dialect of your connection. Wow. that's So so when I'm looking for dream books, I'm looking for people whose sound has unlocked me, who I'm connected to, because that is the same, because dreams in the Bible are called dark sayings, not dark as in evil, because there's no evil in God, but dark as in riddles. They're, they're things that you have to search out. They're deep things. There's sought after things. And so that's what I, that's what my advice is because of how many books are on the market and people are just being swept away by the next person's revelation when that was God revealed to them. And right. even God revealed to people who they're supposed to reach with their voice. But it doesn't mean it's the, the, the end all mean all to everybody's dreams and every interpretation. So No, it's not. I spend a lot of time in, in the book decoding your dreams which came out in december it's fairly still new um talking about how there there are cultural and subjective dream codes so if i 
don't like, for example, my daughter just texted me this morning. She loves dogs, but she was walking to uh, work or walking to get the paper or something. And this dog ran up on her and bit her in the heel and she began bleeding all over the place. Now, if, if you were bit by a dog when you were a kid and you have a dream about a dog, you're probably not going to see that as a good thing because you've been attacked by a dog. Uh, but if you are a dog lover and you have five dogs in your whole life and all, and you love dogs, then a dog in your dream is going to have a positive connotation. Now, that doesn't always mean that the dog means something positive. But generally speaking, God is going to speak to you in a way that makes sense to you. He knows your love language. Yeah. He knows your your hurts, your wounds, your past. He knows your future. And so, you know, it's the same thing where if I begin to talk right now to you, Apostle John, in Spanish, you might recognize a few of the words I said, but for the most part, you don't understand me. Uh, but if I speak to you in English, you're going to get it. So God speaks to us in language that we can understand. He doesn't, he wants us to understand him. And although the dream uh, world is much or largely symbolic and parabolic, things aren't always as they appear. That's the relational part. That's the part where God wants us to seek and search him out. Uh, sometimes he's hiding things from the enemy as well, because you tell somebody, you tell your friend the dream, they don't get it. The enemy doesn't get it. But the Lord will speak to you in a very special, unique way to you. And that's why I, I, I think it's great that there's a lot of dream books, mm. but I find that I go and look at some of these definitions and I'm like, that is not at all what the Lord is saying to me. I mean, I, I had a dream one time where I was standing in front of a huge pulpit and I, I was there and I was, I was preaching toward the platform, not to the audience, but toward the platform. And all of a sudden I got knocked back like five feet into the chairs. And by virtue of the dream book, uh, I was backslidden. But the actual interpretation of the dream was that the religion, I was preaching to the, to the actual pulpit. I was preaching to the stage. Yeah, I was, I was preaching to them, the backsliders in the pulpit, and they knocked me back. And I got back up and started preaching. So you can't be, be very careful because dream books are helpful, but you cannot let that supersede your relationship with God. That's exactly right. You know, dreams and visions are God's undercover language to believers. That's why you should pursue them because the enemy cannot read your mind. That's right. So, the Bible says, oh, we just hit it. Yep, yep, yep. 223. So, Father, I thank you. See, I, there was a statement. Isn't it crazy that I saw that and then I started speaking on it? Um, that God is about ready to give you undercover language because the enemy cannot read your mind. And mm. God is about ready to to in, to amplify your dream and vision life because the enemy cannot see what you're seeing and cannot read your mind. And so what God wants to do is he wants to relay so the enemy can hear when God speaks, everything has to, has to adhere to the voice of God. But when God opens you up in him to see visions, meaning see through his eyes and think through his mind, it is a special, it's a covert place and where he is giving you the upper hand on the enemy. And I prophesy and declare, right? Oh my God, I feel the wind on this. I declare under the spirit of God that he is going to give you covert visions and dreams and you mm. will have the upper hand on the enemy. The, the Bible declared that Elijah, once Elijah's servant seen the cloud, the size of a man's hand, meaning he saw a vision. He said, you must take off running. And Elijah tucked in his tunic and he ran faster than 
Ahab. Who was Ahab? It was his enemy. He beat Ahab back to the palace and Ahab was in chariots and horses. And I decree and declare your seasons of being behind the enemy is now over. You will be advanced. You will know things before they happen. You will see them before they come. You will be prepared. That is one of the dreams that the Lord, oh, this is it, Apostle Jennifer. When the Lord gave me that dream uh, two nights ago with me and Apostle Jennifer, it was to make this to bring us into a futuristic place where we are ahead of the enemy, where we can see what is going on, where we can prepare. And so when the enemy arrives, he is already defeated upon arrival. And I decree and declare under the unction, sanction, and power of the Holy Ghost that God is going to begin to invite you into the future through dreams and visions. You will fortify, you will prepare, and you will know how the enemy is going to attack. And when he comes, he will already come defeated and you will already be advancing when and he will be in your he will be in your past while you are already in your future. I decree and declare this in the name of Jesus. Now somebody's on here right now and your house number is 220. 220. So now to you, Apostle Jennifer. That is in the same vein as something I prophesied a couple of, was it Friday? I can't remember when it was on my morning prayer broadcast and the Lord began to show me that there had been delays, demonic delays demonic delays but the Lord said for those who would cry out to him to show them things to come they would have a running start into their next season so when wow. the shifts, they're not trying to get up to speed they're actually having a running start so they're going to wow. hit the new season running and after all the delays and now all the demonic agendas so that's like part two of your word there I'm telling you it's going to happen the Lord showed me so clearly delays, you feel like you're back against the wall you're way behind but you're going to enter your next season hitting the ground running, a running start. You're not going to have to wow, get Jesus. Not to a learning curve. There's not going to be a spiritual climate acclimation. You're already there. This this has all shifted. <laughs> wow, wow. It has sh- totally shifted. So I got to go with this. Acts chapter 12, Peter is let out of the prison by the angel of the Lord. Every, the enemy, King Herod, all these prisoners thought he was still in prison. Peter thought he was still in prison, but he was a free man. He was in his future and everybody, including him, thought he was still in his past. I'm telling you, you have entered into an Acts 12 moment where you are there when they think you are here, when maybe your life and your season and the people around you think you're still in that season. God has already shifted you and now you are awaiting for your season to catch up with you in the future. I prophesy and declare it over you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. This is good stuff. This is good stuff. Did somebody with 220 pop up yet? Let me see. I got lost. (laughs) I can't. So I can't see anything. So Apostle Jennifer's having the relay, but 220 is your house number. And I knew once it hit 220, you would be on here. 220 is your house number. Praise God. I'm looking. You might have to comment again, whoever you are. Comment again because the comment scrolled so far back. I can't comment again. Just keep commenting. Two two zero if it's you and I'll see it. There's also a Maggie. There's a Maggie I need to speak to. Maggie, I decree and declare wholeness to your body. And there is a there is a light, first of all, like beaming over me. Right? Anyway, so uh, I decree and declare Maggie, even unto your family, that there is a revival coming to your family, Maggie. And Maggie seems to be short. 
for your name, but I'm calling you Maggie because that's what other people would call you. So back to dreams. <laughs> uh, we have one, their address is 2200. Another, their address is 206. One is 2220. Another one is 206. So they're at 2220. So that's pretty close, but I don't know if that was the person you're talking about or not. It would be 222. They said 222 or 220? 2200. Well, that, I think that's all the same thing is what I would have thought. Yeah, their house number is 2220, 22. Here's a 202. So, yeah, no. anyway. Keep going. Yeah, we'll just all keep right. going. All right, we're going to keep going. Listen, so I want to touch on a few reasons why your dream life may have dried up. Uh, many, many years ago, I was a big, big dreamer. And because I didn't have any teaching, didn't have any training, didn't have really any understanding, I did not steward my dream life well. I did not write the dreams down. I did not give them much of a second thought. I did not pray into them. I did not search them out. I just saw them as dreams. They came, they went. Then my dream life dried up. After some time, I began to have a trickle of dreams again. And then I come, come in contact with James Gall. And one day I was on the phone and he was telling me the story of how he had uh, prayed over Lou Engle for dreams. And I said, I emailed him after. I said, would you pray for me to dream again? And he did. And I did. And I've been dreaming strong ever since. And my dreams are so uh, phenomenally accurate. And, and that has nothing to do with me because I'm not the one so I'm not the source of the dream, but God has, he just gives me these spectacular dreams that are so on point for the moment that I'm in that reveal so much, but I have now become a very good steward of my dreams. I write, as soon as I wake up, I write them down. I search them out. I don't care how busy I am. That is my top priority because I know that God is saying something to me that's wild. So one of the reasons why you may not be dreaming anymore is because maybe you didn't understand that you needed to search the thing out. Maybe you just thought that's interesting. And in that way, sometimes God will speak to you in a different way because he wants you to get mm -hmm. the message. So if you're not getting mm -hmm. it, he'll shift over to the still small voice, mm -hmm. the impression, the nature or whatever, the seeing realm, the uh, visions. Yeah. Amen. Keep going. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm lost in the vision you're there. <laughs> gone. You're gone. You're gone. Another reason why sometimes <laughs> we, <laughs> you're gone. You're out of it. He is off now, not off inaccurate, but off in, in vision world. Another reason why sometimes your dream life shuts down is because when you were a child, maybe you had night terrors, maybe you had nightmares, maybe you had, um, you know, uh, issues of, of attacks in your dream. My daughter, when she was little, um, she used to have these dreams of a lion actually getting her, like capturing her and ringing her. When she was visiting again in December, she told me again about some of the terrible dreams she'd had when she was a kid. That's a good sign that you've got a real prophetic gift, a real dreamer's gift, and the enemy wants to pervert it or yeah. uh, cause you to ask the Lord to shut it down before it really comes into its fullness of maturity. And so that's another reason why. So if you, you could have asked, you might never even remember it. You could have asked the Lord to shut down your dream life right. knowingly or unknowingly. And in that way, God in his mercy will do so because he loves mm -hmm. you. You're exactly right. And I've encountered many of people who have done that. And obviously we pray and restore. Um, and, and to your first point, I believe it was that it was inoperative. And God does not give us gifts to sit on gifts. That's right. Um, they are to propel, move the body forward, move you forward to advance the kingdom. And one of the, la the one of the worst things you can do as a believer is become lazy and or stagnant in your gift. Because God is looking for people who will exercise that grace 
for his glory. And so if you're not exercising that grace for his glory, he will lift that grace right. from your life. And so you have to become a proponent of Second Timothy. Second Timothy 2 says, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, but can rightly divide. So you've got to be a proponent of studying to show yourself approved, uh, uh, trying to hone in, work the grace and gift of seeing and dreams in your life, um, exercising that seeing and dreaming on your life, or you become stagnant and that grace inevitably lifts off of you simply because you weren't a proponent of using it. So, yeah, no, it's true. It's just like uh, exercising any kind of gift. If you don't ride a bike in a long time, you can probably ride the bike, but you're a little wobbly next time you get on it. If you don't play the piano for a while, you can still play, but you're not quite as sharp as you you once were when you were practicing three hours a day. So it's, it's, it's all about stewardship. They're, they're God's gifts, you know, and he wants us to use them regularly many many years ago when i was very young in the lord there was a prophet uh and he was he was about my same age naturally but he was far advanced spiritually he'd been saved since he was like born and you know he would tell me jennifer you need to prophesy what you're hearing because if you don't god's going to find somebody else and you're going to be sitting on the shelf for a while till you get that fear man out of you or whatever it is that's causing you to clam up and so you know it's the same way with dream wise if you ignore it it's going to dry up, but it really, part of it's the mercy of God. And part of it's the, you know, just God is just, he, he's not going to continue to pour out something that's not being used. If you, if you, if you, if you pour out, you'll get more. That that's the, the if you, the more you prophesy, the more revelation you're going to get, the more you preach and pray and study, the more you put in you, the more you pour back out, the more God's going to put in you. So you can pour it back out. It's about blessing the body. It's not about you. It's not about you looking good. It's not about you having a profound dream. It's about receiving, pouring out, receiving, pouring out to bless the body and to bless the unbelievers as well. Amen. Amen. I concur. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to do this. I want people's dream lives to be reactivated. I know there's a lot of people out there who have been static or stagnant rather in their dreams. And, you know, when James Gall prayed for me, it reactivated something. When he prayed for Lou Engle, it, it reactivated something. And I want us to pray for people's dream life to be reactivated or maybe you know for the first time activated every time i pray this prayer every time i do this i people say the next day or send me emails or if i'm at a conference they'll come up to me and say my god i i had a dream last night so i'm believing and of course that's up to god okay that's up to him we can't just force god to give us a dream but i'm believing for your dream lives to be reactivated in the next seven days you know there's somebody wait a minute there's somebody listening to me right now and you can't remember your dreams and you're so frustrated. I don't know who you are. I'm going to look for you. You're so frustrated because you're dreaming and you know you're dreaming and you can't remember it. Who are you? If you pop up, I want to, I'm just going to break it off you now. Okay. I break that frustration off you. Listen to me. Frustration blocks the grace of God. It frustrates, you know, Paul said, I will not frustrate the grace of God. So when we're operating in frustration, we can't receive as well from him. And so when you, when you're, when you're really frustrated over your dream life, not, not remembering, you're actually causing yourself more disconsternation, more difficulty in remembering. So let it go. Relax. James Gall taught me this. Sometimes you'll find a string of the dream, just a faint impression. Pull on that string. It's like unraveling something. 
You know, when you have a string on your shirt and this little string, you try to pull it off and instead it just begins to unravel the whole shirt. Find the string of that dream and just begin to pull on it. Whatever you can remember, lay in your bed when you first wake up, when you know you've had a dream, just lay there for just five minutes and just ask the Lord to bring it back to you. Don't get frustrated. Yeah, I break, I, uh, Sabrina, I break that frustration off you right now in the name of Jesus. And I decree you will begin to remember your dreams and you will write them down and you will walk them out. There seems to be a lady on here and you have a husband. Your husband's name is Joseph and you've been having dreams about Joseph lately. And so I just decree and declare that as you dream about your husband, that you will invoke God, that you will invite God um, uh, into this dream, uh, into into your marriage by way of prayer, by vehicle of dreams. And so you seem to either be discouraged uh, or worried by some of the dreams you've been having about your husband. And this word could actually be unilaterally. There could be more ladies that are being discouraged by some dreams that you're having. And you're wondering, are these literal, these metaphorical? Have I been upset? Have I been frustrated? But I'm just declaring right now in the name of Jesus. I also see maybe a, a lady named Linda. Linda, you've been having some dreams that have been disturbing you. But God is inviting you into prayer to pray because prayer changes those. So when you have a dream, it is not just that it's a person permanent dream. Some are very literal. Some are invitations, invitations that you pray, that you begin to pray. You begin to invite God into it, to invoke his righteousness, to invoke his mercy, to invoke his grace, and to see things changed for the glory of God in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. God is good. Reactivate the dreams. Okay. Well, I'm going to pray. And then I'm going to ask apostle Jonathan to pray as well sure. for these dreams to be reactivated. Father, in the name of Jesus, Right. You know, first thing you need to do is repent. If you have asked the Lord to shut it down, if you've been frustrated, if you were a poor steward, anytime I'm asking the Lord to do something because I don't have something, I look to see if I'm the one that's blocking it. Okay. So let me just teach a little bit about, about, about this aspect of it. It could be you. It could be that you're watching. Listen, can I be real honest with you? It could be that you're watching too much trash TV at night and your mind and the blue light and all these things are just causing you not to dream or not to remember. It could be that you don't have control of your own emotions. So you're so emotional that you're just stymieing your entire dream life. Listen, there are all kinds of reasons why we might not be dreaming. And if the Lord has shown you why, you just need to repent. You need to ask him to forgive you and give you the grace not to do this thing again. So Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we repent for anything that has hindered our dream life, anything that has hindered our recall of our dreams. Anything, any area where we've been lazy or lackadaisical or have taken your dream world communication lightly, any way that we have not responded or cooperated with you, God, we ask you to forgive us in the name of Jesus. Those ones that asked you to cut it off, God, well, we just repent. I repent on their behalf with them. We just repent for asking you to cut off a mode of communication that is so prolific in the Bible. This was the way you communicated with people as much or more than any other way. Dreams and visions, hundreds of times mentioned. God, help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, to shake off the frustration. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak to the peoples that, that are listening to me, and I decree your dream life is reactivated now in the name of Jesus. I put a demand on that dream life. I put a demand on that anointing that's upon you in the name of Jesus. 
dreams. I say dream, 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 dream. And I know that you will be faithful to steward your dreams well. And God, I just see there's a that you, somebody that's on this broadcast right now. You have a child that's an avid dreamer. They don't have the capacity to write these things down. They color pictures. Get them to explain it to you. Write it down. These things are going to be part of their future. And they need to remember. I feel so strongly about this. I don't know who you are, but you're out there. You got it. You might not be watching right now, but you've got to help your children steward their dreams. Please. Amen. That That is the word of the Lord, because I was seeing a vision of kids coloring and writing their dreams. Yeah, yeah. Just think. So I, Father, I dec- declare and decree that greater uh, God awareness to dreams, God conscience to dreams, but that they would seek you for interpretation, that they would be able to uh, understand what you're saying, what you're desiring, what you're wanting to display um, into their life. So, Father, I just pray that right now in the name of Jesus, that a greater level of discernment, a greater level of discernment for dreams will take place. And, Father, that they will seek you first. They will seek you first for the interpretation that they will learn, Holy Spirit, your dream language for them. So, Father, I bless them with this. I encourage them in the name of Jesus that your dreams are significant and that God is speaking to you. And, Father, we decree it. We declare it. We seal it in the name of Jesus. Also, go buy Apostle Jennifer's book. Oh, yes. And don't forget to get our new book called The Seer Realm. You can go there now and get a pre-order copy. It's not coming out, I don't think, for a few more months. But listen, when you go pre-order your copy, you're going to also get a special video that I've prepared for you for free on The Seer Anointing. So you're going to want to get in on that. That's our bonus for you. Go to seerrealms.com. Pick up this book. This is going to be phenomenal. We're co-authoring. We have different perspectives, different experiences, and a lot of theology in there, but practicalities as well. Seerrealms.com. Go get your copy while you still can. God bless you. We'll be back with another Seer Zone in March. God bless you. Blessings. Thanks for listening to this podcast. You can visit me online at jenniferleclair.org or so into Operation Liberation, our missions arm at jenniferleclair.org slash missions. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.